Welcome back to Kingdom Cast. This is your host, Bad Luck Chuck, and we are back at it for another episode. We're here for our first recap of the 2021 season. Man, that was a heck of a game, man. The Cleveland Browns, they're going to be tough once again. Uh, first half, it was kind of rocky, but, you know, I have faith in my boys that we was going to adjust in the second half and get the job done, and that's exactly what they did. You know, losing three defensive starters and all, they found a way to get it done. Uh, the Chiefs was able to pull it out by the final score of 33-29. to 29. Dirty Dan does it again. He's the Robert Ori of football, like I said before. So I think, you know, people talk about Chad Henney, what he did in the playoff game. I think more people need to start putting some – Put, start putting some respect on Daniel Sorensen around here because because remember he did save a touchdown in that playoff game so but I'm gonna introduce my guy to the left here, here country and country man I'm gonna go to you man you know what was your initial thoughts after the game man of how things played out from your perspective that uh Cleveland came out on fire they they, they, they show heart they show energy and then Pat Mahomes took over Yep. Not only did Patrick Mahomes took over, he set a few more records today. So he became the fastest player in NFL history to have the most passing yards and passing touchdowns through a minimum of 50 starts. So he passed yeah. Kurt Warner in the passing yards category and he passed Dan Marino in the t- passing touchdowns category. So, you know, Patrick Mahomes is adding to his legend and he's just getting started still. Yeah, Mike Wilson, he is more clutch. <laughs> come on rj <laughs> of course i think he's more clutch than lebron but that's not what we're here to talk about rj let's focus yeah. on what just happened my brother <laughs> hey we are retiring dirty Dan, the new nickname danny clutch Dan, man i think we can do better than that bro danny I, clutch that's hard that's hard man i think we can do better than danny clutch now all right, that's whatever. <laughs> but, but like I said, he the rival Oreo football man. He comes through at the right time. So, but man, um, you know, just to start, just to start off, man, let's. I'm gonna go to the first quarter. Um, you know, Kevin Stefanski was really in this bag, man. Uh, what what was killing Cleveland in the first half is this, like. They just did a good job of not only establishing the run, they was able to get on the edges, man. And it looked like Nick Chubb was looking like Terrell Davis out there, the way they was running some of those stretch plays and way and the way they was just getting them out on the edge, man. Uh, Cleveland, they they a tough offensive line. They won the best in the league. So, um, and from that standpoint, once the one once the run was working, you know they was just hitting with the play action, and they was also finding Landry on them little short routes. You know what I mean? Um, and Baker also hit him downfield, um, you know, during the first half too. So. That was kind of throwing the Chiefs off a little bit. and uh, But I will say this, man. The positive I did see was Nick Bolton, man. People have been criticizing the heck out of Nick Bolton, man. They still criticizing the draft pick. Like some people, Chiefs pick, Kingdom still criticizing the draft pick. And I thought in his first start, he played pretty well, man. And, um, of course, he has, a lo- he has a lot more to learn. He's got to get – he's still got to get better in coverage. But he made some key stops in that game. And you know, and to where things could have got worse for us. And he made one of the game saving tackles that last tackle on Kareem Hunt. That was huge. Yeah, then the tackle before that. So I think he had two tackles in a row in that fourth quarter. So yeah, shout out to Nick Bowden, man. He stepped up big. He set a record today too. I think uh most tackles by Ripley. Oh, really? How many did he end up with? Uh, Chiefs it was like seven at one point. So he might have 
finished with like eight or nine. I think. He at least I, had seven though. I say that's pretty that's pretty solid for a rookie debut, don't you think? Yeah. I'm curious to see him and Willie Gay now. Yeah, man. I'm waiting for that too, man. Cause um, you know, for a second. Wait a minute, there, wait a minute, wait a minute. You you're not gonna keep talking and like give Ben Neiman this talk. <laughs> what you mean? Ben Neiman has some clutch tackles in that game. I mean, I see him make one. He helped for the problem. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, that's the one. I mean, that's the main one I remember from the game, though. You know what I mean? Okay. But <laughs> I, I understand you. I understand you hear the proper Ben name, and that's cool. You know what I mean? I, I, it is what you're doing, bro. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm gonna let you cook on that. But you know, Neiman, he did make a key stop in that fourth quarter. I give him give him his props on that for sure. <laughs> Time for time to trade for Nick Bolton and fancy the way you play today. Well, I, I never played in IDP, IDP leagues, so you know, but yeah, it wouldn't be a bad game. trade. Nick Bolton had a good game uh, for a rookie for a regular linebacker. He had a good game. It was it was it was shaky in the first half, and uh Cleveland was doing that thing, and they were very aggressive. That's something that we talked about with BJ how how aggressive they would be with a vitamin in the head, with a boot in my head. And it looked like we was chasing them two points for a long time. But we finally overcame. Pat woke up. The defense woke up. Chris Jones got a key sack. The block punt. And then it was up. Yeah, man. That that was crazy, man. That was crazy how the punter dropped the ball, man. I was just like, yes, yes, just what we <laughs> needed, bro. I was like, let's go, man. That was like Philip Rivers, like you know, something happened. He just got to lose. That was so pleased when he didn't lose like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I do want to go. I do want to go back to that. Yep. Yeah. yeah oh, oh yeah. L- listen, listen. That was a given, bro. Like, let me tell you something. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, they have the strongest Wi-Fi in the National Football League. <laughs> like that connection is really that strong, man. I don't think there's another. The only other strong connection that can match up to them is Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, even though they had a rough day today. But not that's today. The point. Yeah, that's beside <laughs> the point, though. But yeah, man, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, like they are in sync every time, and and like the same thing, like with Tra- with Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes today, they was in pretty much a sync too, uh, especially on the big plays, man. I remember. I think they the- was more sync today than Travis and Pat. Travis and Tyreek were. Yeah, you can say that because on one, um, I know Patrick was trying to um, – was expecting Kelsey to go outside, and Kelsey went inside on his route, and it caused Patrick to get sacked or whatever. But, you know, with Tyreek, I remember this one catch. Patrick, he threw the ball deep, and Tyreek did a good job of, of adjusting to the ball. And that's one thing that the other receivers got to work on with Patrick is being able to adjust to those type of passes. It seems like Tyreek is the only one – the only receiver on that on that team that's able to adjust to any pass that Patrick throws. But you know what? It's scary though. You think we got ten minutes and we up double digits against a normal team? You you feel pretty comfortable in that situation against Kansas City? One play, seventy five yards. They right back. It's they right back in the game. 
And, and, and it, was, it was too much. It was too much pressure. Because then, then um, Baker had to perform. And when you put pressure on Baker to perform, that's when he makes his mistakes. Yeah, that sack by Chris Jones was huge. Um, huge. And because uh, for a minute there, this is why I liked what the Chiefs did in the second half. The Chiefs in the second half, they took what the defense gave them. And that showed the growth of Patrick Mahomes right there. Instead of just looking for the big play a lot, just take the underneath stuff. The Cleveland was giving them the underneath stuff, and then you mixed it in with the run too. And they ran the ball, and the Chiefs ran the ball pretty efficiently during those first two drives in the second half. And it kept Cleveland on the sideline long enough just to throw their rhythm off a little bit. And like, and like when we got to a point to where Chris Jones got the sack on Baker Mayfield, it threw Baker's timing off at the day because Baker was still kind of thinking about that on those next two downs. Because yeah. on, on that third down, they sent four. The Chiefs only sent four. Like Spags only sent four guys to rush. And I was like, oh shoot, this is gonna be a problem. And um, thankful, thankfully, the pass ended up being short because Baker, Baker was just thinking about. Uh, the previous two plays before where he got hit. So he got he got some happy feet in that moment. Yep, and that's when the crowd got into it. It got loud. Air had to turn into airway. And that pressure was just too thick, man. It was just too thick. And you got to be a vet quarterback. You got to be Peyton, Brady, Rogers to overcome that loud and the momentum. When the momentum swings, so hard, so quickly, you man, you got to be on your knees and You can't, you can't fall for one second, or it's gone. You're gonna be losing 33 29. That's that. They yeah. turn that entire game around in two plays. It's crazy. Yep, but I'll give Baker Mayfield credit in this matter, though. Baker, you know, he still played a great game today, you know, despite not being able to close the deal. And, you know, this is his contract year. And I think Baker looks like he is ready to step it up a notch. And today, he showed that he did step it up a notch. It's just that um, when you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs, man, you got to find a way to keep it going. Um, like, like you got to keep it going to the clock hit zero. Like, you, you can't let off the gas. You can't make a big mistake or anything because at the end of the day, the Chiefs offense is potent enough to take advantage of that quickly. And you saw it with, you know, the big play with Tyreek Hill that we mentioned earlier. And that's what's momentum back in the Chiefs' favor. And what a play, though, because it was a lot of people on Twitter that were ready to give it up. You know, so he was getting ready to give it up. And then 75 yards, Tyreek, not wide open, but just a great play. And we back in the game. Then the defense comes out ready to play in that next three and down. Push, push. I wish I was there, actually. Bro, I wish I was there too, man. But, you know, I had to, I had to sit out on the sidelines. But, you know, there's more games to come. You know, I'll be back in the building. So, you know, I hope everybody out in Arrowhead had a great time themselves, man. I'm sure Boogie did. You know, Boogie, he's still um, – He's still trying to re- – I guess he's still recovering or what. I don't know where he's at. <laughs> Hopefully he gets on here at some point. But if not, then it's all good. We'll get his respect at some point. But, 
Yeah, man. Um, Arrowhead was rocking, man, from what I saw on TV, man. Um, it was just beautiful. It was just beautiful to see a fully packed Arrowhead Stadium again, you know, full of rowdy fans, you know, getting into it and everything, man. Even when we was down in the game, you know, I think there was still a lot of faith in Chiefs Kingdom at that point, you know. Um, there was concerns, but everyone knew that there was still plenty of time left. And I said in the podcast, I said on the last episode before, I, I expected Cleveland to show up in the first half. Like, did I think they was going to lead in the first half? No, nah, I didn't think they would be up by 12 points, but I did expect them to come out um, and throw everything at the kitchen sink. And you got to get credit to Kevin Stefanski, man. Like, he took advantage of Spags, you know, not being able to – not throwing the kitchen sink, man, because we was playing a lot of coverage defense in the first half. We didn't really send much pressure. You know, Baker was having an eternity back there just, you know, picking apart the defense. And then there was times where Traverius Ward, he, he, he defended his man well today. And it's just that Baker threw a better pass, man. Like, like Ward was just like a tick off. Like he was this close on like three different plays from getting like a pass breakup. And, you know, like they said, football is a game of inches. But at the end of the day, man, I'm glad Spags made the adjustment. You know, I'm glad the defense made the adjustment. You know, he finally started, you know, sending, uh, you know, an extra guy or two in certain situations. So I give big, I give props to the defense making an adjustment and making big plays. Yeah, they, they stepped it up, bro. It wasn't easy. And, and they're going to learn a lot. Like I said, it's easier to learn from a, a win than a loss. So they're going to learn a lot from that. They got a lot to improve on, a lot to, to clean up, and uh, a lot to get better with. It's a good it's a good game. For them. You know, they just so happen to come out of a little win, which is easy to teach from. It's easy to teach from a win. And then we didn't have Frank, we didn't have Tyron, we didn't have, hey, bro, shut up. We didn't have Tyron, we didn't have DeAndre Baker, who I thought should have been out there today. Uh, that was a good to pull that out, bro. It was a good win. Definitely a good win. Yep, missing three missing three key starters, man. And uh, there's the final way because we was looking lost. Like I said, we was looking lost without Tyron. I said, man, dog, they these cats looking pretty lost without Tyron out here on this field. But. You know, halftime adjustments, man. You know, they came through. Country got the good internet now. Yeah, country's in a good spot this time, Clint. <laughs> hey, no, I was but, uh, I was disappointed at that draft from the end of the first because I wanted them to cut it to seven to get seventeen, and then we get the ball back, and then we could have did exactly what we did. It didn't play out like that, but I mean, it was even more exciting to play out the way it did. So I ain't gonna even hold on that one. Yeah, because I, I definitely thought we would get a, a touchdown before the half, you know, just to make things a little more interesting. Um, you know, unfortunately, I think I think we had a keep. I think we had a penalty during that drive. I'm not mistaken, and that kind of uh threw the drive off and everything. So. Yeah. Um, uh, Orlando Brown had a uh, up and down game, but I mean, all in all, he had a good game. I don't know if it was exactly his fault. I know a lot of people were blaming uh, D Rock for that touchdown, but that was on pack, really. But D Rock, he should have came back. He wants he wants you to cut it and then come back to the ball, come back to the ball, and they just don't. D Rock has that problem. Nicole has that problem sometimes. Or, Fade in a way, not coming back to the ball. Yep, 
Yep, and I and you see it right then and there after the play was over. Patrick's like, "Come back, come back." You know, it, it's it's all about timing. We know that Andy Reid's offense is all about timing. You know, and getting to the right spot. You know what I mean? And um, and that was one of those examples right there. So you know, Patrick and D. Rob they'll get that corrected, and you know they'll be on the same page eventually because we all know um, Demarcus Robson he'll have like at least two big games per season. So it, it's it's gonna come. You know, it's usually in Baltimore though. Next week. Well, there you go. You know what I mean? No, I wanted to say um that sack that sack that uh God upstairs. Uh Lenny is killing you, man. Hey Lenny, leave your dad alone, man. We trying to do a show, man. <laughs> we trying to do a no, show, that, Lenny. That sack, that sack, I think that was fast fault. He drifted back to the floor. And then basically dropped back into a sack. Hold on right quick. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to take this over here. Um, Yeah, man, I, I remember exactly what you're talking about, country. Because um, somebody told me that they felt like Patrick dropped back a bit far when uh, Miles Garrett and Jadavid Clowney was able to get outside on Brown and Niang. And, you know, you may have had a point. You know what I mean? So um, I, I, I got to go back and watch it again. But, you know, there might have been an opening for Patrick to step up, step up into. So, you know, they'll get that corrected. Clarence, what's up, man? Thanks for listening in. Clint said, we need our key players back now. And the line could be a bit better. Yeah, on on both sides, Clinton. The both side on the trenches on both sides could definitely be better next time around. But I felt like for the first start, um, along with those young guys, man, they, they held down pretty well for the most part. And you only go up from here. So Excuse me. And um, Orlando Brown, like you mentioned earlier, you know, you kind of a little bit of rough going here and there, but it could have been worse. You know what I mean? Orlando Brown could have been Taylor Lewan today against the Arizona Cardinals because Chandler Jones was just beasting on that dude all game long. So it could be worse. You talking about Chandler Jones? He had what, five sacks today? Yeah, they got five sacks and two forced fumbles. The dude was just beasting. Yeah. That's hell of a game. Yo, K2 is back. <laughs> Let's see, more patient offense will be key all year. Yeah, definitely, Clarence. You know what I mean? Like once the once um once you take once um once the Patrick sees like them two deep safeties, you know, dropping back or just secondary in general just playing off, you know, you just take what the defense gives you. Hit them with the underneath stuff. Like Tyreek did a great there's one thing that Tyreek Hill did a great job today. Whenever they ran zone. Tyreek did a great job sitting down his routes, finding the hole in the defense. So Patrick, so they can make it easier for Patrick to find them. You know what I mean? And because we already know Travis Kelsey do a great job of that on as well. So that's one, that's one key point as far as like you saying patient office being key. So I hope this making pay Matthew realize even more important. Yeah, somebody mentioned that to me earlier, Clinton. Um, I hope I hope they do. Pay Matthew sooner than later, you know. Let's see, Chris Jones. Yeah, Chris Jones, he was key, man. Chris Jones, one of the leaders of the team, and he stepped up like one when it was time. Whew. Sorry about that, man. Hey, talking about Patrick's arm. Yep, definitely. Yeah, Patrick is a team color. Uh, it'll be less explosive plays this year. Maybe, Clarence. That's what it might end up being. 
But I'll, I'll say this, man. I want to I want to address um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire real quick. I still believe in the town from Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but there were times where Clyde could have could have could have put his foot in the ground and had a cutback. Because I remember there was a run near the goal line where I was just like, dude. Just plant your foot in the ground and cut it back to the left, bro. And then there was another time where the Chiefs tried to run the ball up the middle, man. And I'm like, no, you gotta get Clyde on the edges, man. Clyde's not an inside runner like that. You gotta, you gotta run him through the B gaps and the C gaps. He's more, he's more of that type of runner. Um, and I think the Chiefs could need to incorporate that a little more for Clyde and help him out a little bit. It was, it was plays that where Clyde went up the middle, and if he went to the out, it was wide open. Every it was like every time. I don't know if that was his focus just to run through the middle, but it he he should have took advantage of some more cutbacks that he had. He could have had some bigger plays. He ran tough today, though. I'll give Clyde his spot. Yeah, he did for sure. Huh? I said he did for sure. Um, but um, but. And, but it's, the run game's gonna get better, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm not concerned, you know what I mean? I no. think like people are still harping on some people in Chiefs Kingdom are harping on uh Brett Veach taking Clyde over DeAndre Swift. And don't get me wrong, DeAndre Swift, he's a nice talent. I would have liked to have him too, but I still believe in Clyde for now, man. I'm not about to give up on him like that. So Clyde just gotta Clyde just gotta continue to get better, work on a few more things. You know, he gotta know when to cut back more often. I th- I say that's one other thing from what I'm seeing, but other than that, he played decent. Hey, look, if you still if you mad about a late first round running back or a fifth round linebacker, and that's the only thing you're mad about, that's the only thing you're concerned about, I'm cool with that. Sound like good problems to me. Yeah, speaking of problems, I, th- I think I might be hearing something in your background. What is it? I don't know. I don't know if it's your mic or what. I don't know. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, I don't hear anything now. Okay. Sound like a right. Clarence said Pat asked for Clyde. Well, I think he did. I mean, Pat asked for many players, you know. So, so yeah, man. I'm, I, 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 I trust I trust the front office, man. Um, but here's what we're gonna do, man. Um, we're gonna we're gonna invite we're gonna invite y'all on the broadcast, man. See if y'all want to come on or not. You know, uh, if not, we'll just keep talking. But but you know, I'm gonna drop the link in the comments here. Uh, just see if anybody want to hop in and give their thoughts on the game. Please, uh, that's the link right there. So hopefully that comes yeah, for everybody. And then you just hop on in, we'll bring you on, and then uh, you know, we just chop it up. But in the meantime, man, I want to go back. I want to go back to the penalty earlier when um uh, Ronnie Harrison stepped on Clyde, had his right cleat on him the entire time. And a lot of people didn't see that, man. Like people were saying that uh, you know, the coach shouldn't have pushed him and all that, and blah blah blah. You can't get in the middle of that. I'm like, Clyde got his foot. Clyde got his foot on the dude the entire time looking at him, dog. That's why he pushed him. And and then um I think I don't know, I think DJQ, I think I might be talking with DJQ. He was talking about uh, you know, if he was really intentionally doing that, then 
you may have a legit argument. I'm like, he was looking right at Clyde the entire time. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, man? So that was pretty crazy. The refs almost messed that up. I, I was about to be I, I actually missed uh, the first two drives because my sister needed a jump, so I had to go with her. I missed like the first two drives. Oh, okay. What is that? Noise? I don't know what the I don't know what that noise is, bro. Who knows? He, he may have to come back, come back in. I don't know, but yeah, that's pretty okay. Cool. It's cool. <laughs> but but anyway, man. Um. Yeah, they almost, yeah, they almost, they almost uh, messed things up for the Chiefs there. You know, what I mean, as far as that drive is concerned. But um, you know, luckily we was able to, you know, turn that to some points. Um, but I will say this about Cleveland, man. Cleveland, they they done a good job in the draft the past few years, man. They got a, they got a lot of talent. Yeah, RJ, I know, man. That's what we, that's what we're trying to figure out. Hopefully, we got this straight now. But it's them headphones we got on. You said it's my headphones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just doing that. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe. But but anyway, man. Um, the, that young boy, Anthony Swartz, man, he was giving us problems early on. Um, he, um, he was an X, he was looking like an X Factor for the Browns so far, man. He, had a couple big plays early on. I was like, oh, shoot, we got to account for this dude, man. Because, um, you know, I said when I when Odell was out, I was like, oh, shoot, Cleveland might be a little bit of trouble. But, you know, somebody did bring up the point that Cleveland did play better when um when they was at, when they didn't have Odell in the lineup because Baker wasn't trying to force the ball to Odell, which is true. You know what I mean? But I just felt like in this matchup, I felt like Odell – they needed that field stretcher, and Odell's like that field stretcher to open things up underneath. And um, honestly, I thought Landry was gonna be was gonna have uh, some issues with that, you know, not having Odell out there. But Landry balled out, man. He stepped it up huge. And to me, man, I think Landry's always been the better receiver uh, between them, between him and Odell. You know, even dating back to college. Yeah, Odell is just flashy. He 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 made the flash. He made the flashy play. Um, Landry make the hard, gritty, dirty over the middle. Yeah, and you know that's why that's what I like about Landry. Landry he makes like the the tough catches, you know, over the middle, or you know, if you need a key third down, he'll find a way to get open and get it done. So. Yeah. So who was your um, who was the player of the game? So man, my player of the game, man. Um, you know, you know, I, I no, I not be... not player. I said, who was the player of the game? I mean, obviously, Dirty Dan. You know, with that pressure late in the game, the hell, uh, Mike Hughes get the game seal interception. That's my player of the game. Just to close the game out. I think I'll go with that second the one where he came around the edge, unblocked, untouched. I think the momentum changed the whole whole thing, changed the whole game around. Yeah, this, this feedback is crazy, man. Some headphones. 
Yeah, I might. I don't know. I might take these off. Who knows? But hey, the show about to be over anyway. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, man. Uh, yeah, I, that was another great. That was another great play as well. Tyreek or Chris Jones. Now that's a player of the game for you, Clinton. Uh, I know we was talking about play of the game, but I guess I guess if you're talking about playing the game, uh, Tyreek that long seventy-some yard bomb, or um, Chris Jones getting uh, a key sack late in the second half. So I think that's what you mean by that. Now, as far as player of the game, like who who would be your player of the game, country? Uh, obviously, we're not gonna say him though. Um, I'm gonna go with Nick Bolton for player of the game. Let me give it to the rookie. He had a hell of a game. He should have uh, timely tackles, huge tackle at the end. I'm gonna give him the MVP. I was on mute. All right. So he did have a okay, so I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, I know I was still on mute, but uh but yeah, I'm I'm with you on that though, man. He had a nice solid debut for a rookie, man. So yeah, definitely shout out to Nate Bolton on that. Uh as far as my player of the game, man, um, it's Tyreek Hill, man. It's Tyreek Hill, what he did to help Patrick out when when the Cleveland was playing deep, what he did was sit back sit on the route. He was able to, he did a good job sitting on the route. When he found a hole in the zone, he immediately sat on the route. So he gave Patrick enough room to find him. Um find a hole in the defense. And um, you know, Tyreek made a made some decent uh yards after the catch. There was times where he was dancing around a little too much, but for the most part, uh Tyreek did a great job of helping his quarterback out today. So I'm definitely giving Tyreek that. Yeah. Now like what's Name um, one. Name one. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say my sleeper of the game, my homeboy, uh, Chris Lamont stepped up, made some crucial tackles on special teams today. He made some plays today, man. I know people didn't want him to be active, but it is what it is. Hey, that noise. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy, man. I don't know what's going on. Hold on for one second, bro. It's me, all by myself. Country, what's up, R2J? R2J said... Yeah, he gone. Chris Jones. Chris Jones had a good game. He had uh, two all of his sacks was crucial to the game. Both of them changed the momentum. Uh, he got the crowd, extra hype, extra into it. And I think that's what won us the game. Arrowhead might be the arrow might be the MVP of the game. Because Arrowhead helped us win the game today. Yeah, man, the crowd crowd was definitely a factor for sure. Um and RJ, yeah, Chris Jones, I, I'm I'm with you on that too. I don't mind that as well. Uh, but you mentioned him being a player of the game. Um, but you said a uh, sleeper guy, right? Yeah, my sleeper guy was Chris Lamont. Okay, all right. Um, as far as me, as far as me choosing a sleeper guy, 
Oh man. Um let's see. I'm a I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with um I'm going with Mike Dana, man. Mike Dana, he had a few he had a few pressures, man. Like in that second half, in that second half when Spats making adjustments, you know, I've seen Dana get get in the backfield, you know, a few times. Uh, affected a few things, affected Baker Mayfield's time and everything. So uh, I'm gonna give Mike Dana some props as far as the sleeper guy today. Now, uh, let me ask you this, man. Like, what's one thing that the team can improve on moving forward before heading to week two against Baltimore on Sunday night? Um, I think automatically they get better when Tyron Tyron gets back. Um, I think the run defense gets better when Frank gets back on the edge. That's something that, that nobody's going to talk about, but Frank Clark was missed today, bro. It, it, you you can tell the difference. Yeah, because like – So as much, as, as much grief as he gets about his sacks and all about – but the other stuff he does that goes unnoticed, it was missed today. Yeah, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, because like um, you know, on uh, some on those runs, you know, with Nick Chubb, especially the one when he scored on that left side, man, like there was no edge containment what whatsoever. Everybody was on the other side, man. Legereus Need was all by himself on that side. I'm like. There's got to be a, at least a one linebacker over there controlling that edge. And Ben Neiman went inside. And Nick Chubb, I, man, I could have walked in the end zone on that run. Like, like, damn. You know what I mean? Like, they had a rough time containing the edges in the first half. But, you know, in the second half, they yeah. improved on a little bit, man. And that's where you miss Frank Clark because Frank Clark does a great job containing the edges um, against the run. You know, so we definitely missed him in that department. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Snee had a good game. Snee was all over the place. Yeah, Snee was solid. He was solid for he sure. He was solid. He's going to be a star, man. I've already said I think he can enter the top 10 as far as uh, cornerbacks uh, by the end of the season. And um, I'm sticking with that. That's kind of crazy. But uh, but as far, but here's another thing that the team can improve on. Um, I like you, like I said, like I said, uh, edge containment. That's one. Um, another thing that we can improve on is, um, I say, I say, I, I'm I'm gonna go back to the way I said earlier as far as Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Just 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 try to get him on the outside more. You know what I mean? If, if you're gonna run him, because that's where he does that's where he does most of his damage if you get him out on the edge. So um that's that's probably my big that's probably my biggest thing as far as improvement heading into week two. And um that's 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 pretty much it for me on that end. Yep. I agree. All in all, man, we hey our fall game. It started off slow. It was rough. It was rocky. We persevered. We got the momentum. We got the crowd on our side. And then we came out with a victory. That's all you can ask for. One down, 19 minutes. Yep. And then, like, you know, from a betting perspective, Cleveland covers an arrowhead once again. So that's like the fifth time in a row they don't cover the spread now in arrowhead. It's crazy. But – 
We don't matter. It don't, it don't matter, dog. What matters is that we got the win, no matter what we did. W, That's all that matters. The W. So yeah. W. So yeah, man. We look we look forward to um, heading to Baltimore in week two for Sunday night football, and you know we're gonna break that down, and we're gonna see what happens there. I know it's gonna be different this time around with the crowd environments and everything being back. So that might be a bit of a factor. We'll see how they look. Let's see how they look Monday without yep. their running backs or wide receivers. Baltimore is banged up for real. Like we'll get into it more Friday, but Baltimore is banged up. So we'll see what the Raiders do with them tomorrow. My dog Marcus, man. My dog, man. Not my dog, man. No. Shout out to Marcus, man. Get well soon, bro. Man, but nah, um, before I go ahead, before we go ahead and close out the show, uh, did you did you watch? Did you get a chance to watch a little bit of the first half of the games before the Chiefs came on? Yeah, uh, I missed like the first two, three drives. So I missed our scoring drive, and I missed their touchdowns. But I watched the rest of the game. I mean, I'm talking about the games before ours came on. Oh, um, yeah, I watched Pittsburgh and uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. What, what are y'all doing? I tried to warn people. Y'all let, let Pittsburgh, y'all let Pittsburgh hang around all that game and it hit you. I tried to warn people, man. Like, hey, Buffalo, man, they they one of those teams that can regress, man, because they benefit a lot from not having to deal with fans that much last year. And uh, today, man, like before the game, they said Ben Roethlisberger is like four and one all time against Buffalo, and I'm like. You know, Ben's – I think Ben is washed. I think Ben is about cooked. But as long as he got that defense behind him, you know, he'll still have a chance to win. And, you know, in that fourth quarter, he finally got in a little bit of a rhythm and uh, establishing some drives down the stretch in the fourth quarter. Uh, thanks to the Seattle – Yeah, but they just kept defense. letting him hang around. Yeah. They just kept hanging around. They were, you got to put your foot on their throat. Yeah. Um. BJ, BJ laid out Tennessee perfectly, didn't he? Oh, man. Oh, my uh, God. That was not a great first showing by Tennessee, man. That was not a great first showing. That was all bad. Uh, Kyler was giving him the business. DeAndre Hopkins was giving him the business like old times because when he was in Houston, he loved playing against Tennessee. Um, he used to torch them every year. So it was no problem for him today. And – you know, the one thing that I was concerned about with Tennessee is that they do have a different office coordinator um, that it may take a little bit of time. So I'm not about to write them off just yet, just off one game, but that was not a great showing, man. Not a great showing at all. <laughs> the Arizona defense was uh, tough, man. And then well, – yeah. And then the other game, man, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, man, I was surprised by their performance, like, I had a feeling they was going to be able to go into Atlanta and win, but I didn't expect them to dominate like that. And, like, a lot of people wrote off Jalen Hurts um, after his rookie year. And I'm just like, he just now starting, man, and he ain't really had that many opportunities like that. But you see it, like, him and Devontae Smith, they clicking already because they used to be te- they used to be teammates in college. And he started clicking with everybody else, too. So, Jalen Hurts, he balled out today, man. Shout out to that young man. Yeah, I like the Cincinnati fault. They they got out. Minnesota 
made a big comeback, and then they, they ended up pulling it out in the end. So that was a good game, too. So. Yeah, yep, and like uh, Mike Zimmer, man, he on the hottest seat right now, man. Um, it's not looking good for Minnesota. Minnesota don't look good at all, man. Um, and I see that your boy Breland got hurt in that game. Um, you know, I hope he's all right, though. I yeah, I talked to him. He'd be all right. Well, that's good news. Uh, but yeah, man, but. But one more game that I had to touch on is the Packers and Saints, dog. Aaron Rodgers, man, he's a he's a. Yo, you in the Matrix, bro? I am. <laughs> yeah, it looked like you was in the Matrix. Baby. What about now? <laughs> I'm still in the Matrix, bro. <laughs> nah, you good, still- you good. <laughs> All right. Any- What's up? What's happening with you? Anyway, man, Aaron Rodgers, dog. <laughs> um, I keep forgetting that I'm mute. Keep forgetting that I'm muted at times. But Aaron Rodgers, man, he, he's a front runner. I'm sorry, the guy is a front runner, man. He's a great regular season quarterback, but when the going gets tough, man, he folds. And I seen a lot of people was picking up Packers in this game too, and I just laugh. I'm like, man, the Packers don't want to be in Jacksonville. Jameis is comfortable at home. He back in the home state of Florida, even though he's technically born in Alabama, but He's just a play in the state of Florida. And I was just like, man, the Saints going to roll them dudes, man. And they exactly, and, that, and, that, and that's what exactly what they did. And the crazy part is Jameis threw five touchdowns, and he threw for under 200 yards. So the Saints was getting great field position all game long, man. It's just Aaron Rodgers, man. I think Aaron Rodgers, man, I, just, I still think Green Bay's going to have a great season. But at the end of the day, they're going to come up short again and – to me, I think Rodgers is going through the motions, man. He he really just wants to get this last year of Green Bay out the way, go somewhere else. Yeah, go to Denver. It don't matter. Yep, that's me, Captain Obvious. That's me, man. Yeah, man. I expect <laughs> I expect them to be in Denver. I expect them to be in Denver next season. So it is what it is. It's not gonna matter. We're still gonna be Denver regardless. So yeah. So, so all in all, it ended off man, a great win, bro. Um, let's get ready for next week and and come out with another W. Yep, we'll be ready for it too, man. Prime time, Sunday night football, baby. Until the next episode, we out of here, people. Yeah, Captain Obvious. <laughs> <laughs>